0: Well, hello there, Richard Tubb here, back with another episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now here on Tub Talk, we try to bring you the most interesting guests and the most interesting new tools in the managed service provider, the MSP space. So today's episode features a tool and a company that you may not have heard of before, but I think you're going to find very intriguing. Uh, As we know, many software applications make it, shall we say, difficult to share data, but we as managed service providers, well, we've got a need, haven't we, to make sure that our data moves between all the different apps that we use without issue. I think it's fair to say it can be a chore for your staff to have to log into a wide range of different apps every day just to get their jobs done. Now that's where Recursive comes in. Recursive is a fully managed integration service that ensures data is visible and usable in all of your apps be they cloud or on-premise. In a nutshell, I want you to think data where you want it. Now, reg- Recursive ranked as a high performer in the G2 iPaaS software report for the third consecutive quarter. And as a company, they recently delivered their 50th integration to the managed service provider community. Yes, 50. Our guest today is John Littlechild, co-founder and chief technical officer at Recursive. John is a technologist. He's an IT architect with a background in software development and consulting. And he has a passion for solving IT-related problems with versatile technical solutions. And John will be explaining this data where you want it mindset for us all today. John, really good to have you. Welcome to Top Talk. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me. Where do you join us from today? Um, I'm in Virginia Water today. Okay, for, for the benefit of our international listeners, whereabouts is that? Uh, that's in Surrey. In, in Surrey, so yeah. So I'm at home in the studio garage in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Now, I've given a potted overview of Recursive, but for those of you who perhaps haven't come across your platform before, how would you describe it in terms that a managed service provider could understand?
1: So um, we we recognise that bringing data together across systems isn't easy. Um, so we, we provide that on a subscription basis. Um, we can implement the solution for you. Um, and the, aim, the aims we have really are to reduce risk for, the, for our customers in, in trying to implement some integration, um, reduce the time it takes to get that done, reduce their overheads in terms of um, learning new skills, having people to operate it and keep it running for the next five years or whatever it is and so on um provide a great versatile technical solution as you as you said in the intro um and also continue to provide great ongoing support um including taking care of all the changes you know software evolves as we know and it's you know that support is about also not only making sure that the product is the service is working well but also making sure that when things change when um, change happens elsewhere. It can be accommodated, and and we can deal with it for you, mm. um, and just taking the pain away from that that whole integration problem. Really
0: makes sense. That you came on my radar
1: probably um, six
0: eight months ago, and I've I've heard you use the term managed integration platform as a service. MyPass uh, is this something? Is that a term that you coined?
1: Um I'm not sure we can claim the trademark, uh, but for sure. Um we're in the iPaaS space, um, but we've always provided the, the platform as a managed service to customers. So it seemed natural to pop the M on the front of it, really. Um, I guess we started employing the term a couple of years ago. And and really we think it's how our service differs from most of the mainstream um, you know, self-service platforms that are available out there.
0: Mm. So Your background is technical. I'm a geek. (laughs) Let's get down to dirty really quickly here. From a technical perspective, what is MyPass really?
1: So um, if you think about uh, trying to create an integration, whether you're doing it using one of those self-service platforms or whether you decide to go down the road of building something yourself, um, it's hard. Um, there's loads of pitfalls, um, you know, reliability, resilience, the cost, the security, even just fundamental things like architecture. How how do you make this integration work? How do you get data from A to B, um, you know, real time, near real time, all these kind of considerations? Um, and that's tricky. And then there's, there's the ongoing operation of it. So how do you how do you handle it when something goes wrong? Cause things do go wrong. Yeah. Um, sometimes they can be hard things to recover from. Um, how do you alert somebody to say that something's gone wrong and what they need to do about it? And do you need to, you know, go and play with some data to fix it and, and so on and so forth. So it's very easy to go into an integration um, project thinking it's going to be easy and, and, it's not, we've been doing it for, I've been doing it for a long, long time and and it, and it is tricky. So, so the idea is to take, as I said before, is take that pain away um, and say to the customers, hey, look, you could do this yourself. You're going to have to learn a lot of new skills. You're going to have to learn a lot of new principles, um, but we can do it out the box for you uh, or very nearly out the box for you. So, so hey, um, why go through that pain yourself? Why not come to some some experts who, who, who live and breathe it? We do it day in, day out yeah now I'm going to talk about
0: your application for managed service providers specifically but rewind a little bit where did the idea for
1: recursive come from and, and how long have you been running the business um so recursive uh, has been around since we've been around since 2016 I think it is um, uh, originally my background is is actually in CRM world and uh, before recursive and we used to we used to have integrations with with the crM platforms that we were uh, implementing all the time. And as I said before, those those integration parts of those projects were always tough and often forgotten or overlooked or not given enough thought and consideration. So when we founded Recursive, we thought, well, here's a problem that needs solving. Here's something where we can bring value to, to our customers and help them solve that problem Without all the the pain and difficulty that that, that we had experienced, um, so so that's how recursive kind of came about. And and obviously, like all, all small businesses, we we started with a customer um, who kind of uh, drove the direction of the product. And for a couple of years, we we you know we had a, a small number of customers, and the product evolved very slowly. And then back at the end of 2019, we launched effectively relaunched kind of the business. So we had a, a new version of the product we released. Um, and that, that had some great learnings from the the last couple of years it built into it. It was uh, it was more efficient or it is more efficient. It's more scalable. It delivers a better service to customers. It's, you know, all these good stuff, all this good stuff that allows the customers to have a better service from us. So that's, that's kind of how we got to where we are today with the, um, as you said, the 50 MSP integrations um, that we've now got live. Um, And yeah, uh, that's how we ended up doing what we're doing today. (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> a good story. I like it. And most of these businesses, aren't they, they're born out of the fact that uh, you look at something you need to do yourself and go, "There's got to be an easier way to do this." I've seen so many guests we've had on some Talk over the years who have built businesses off that. So, so great to see you're uh, following that path. I want to, before we talk in depth a little bit about the managed service application for um, for Recursive. You know, We've alluded to it a little bit, but I've seen connectivity tools like Recursive grow in popularity over the past few months, years. Uh, for instance, I know it's not quite the same, but HubSpot recently paid a lot of money uh, for a tool that I've used, uh, PySync, which was born out of the CRM arena as well. Why would you say tools like Recursive are so in demand right now? I
1: think businesses are starting to recognize the need to integrate, especially MSPs. Um, for service providers, it's about offering a more efficient, a cost-effective, and streamlined service to their customers. Um, and for software vendors, it, it helps to make the customer more sticky. Um, it allows a vendor to embed their product within a customer's, in their customer's business better. I think for MSPs, if you look at a lot of the uh, things that are important to MSPs on a day-to-day basis like SLAs and response times and efficiency in communicating with their customers. Um, They're they're recognizing that technology can help them do these things uh, better. Yeah, makes sense.
0: Now, we've already touched upon it, but it was only around sort of 12 months or so um, that you started working in the managed service provider space. Certainly, you've been on my radar for about six to eight months or so. What drew you to the MSP space? What is it about the managed service space that you thought, right, this is going to be a good fit for recursive?
1: So uh, the MSP world is full of uh, service desk platforms um, and associated applications. Um, And a lot of them are islands of data. Yeah. Um, So we think, you know, we believe it's somewhere where we can provide significant value to the MSPs. Um, as I said earlier, to to make them uh, deliver a better service to their customers, or enable them rather to to deliver a better service to their customers. Secondly, it's an area we know well. Um, as I said before, my background or our background actually is predominantly in the CRM world, and and we had a lot of customers who were MSPs using CRM in conjunction with service desk applications or. Even using a CRM platform as a service desk application, so mm. um, we have a lot of history in that space. So we can, you know, we can talk the lingo. We understand their challenges. We understand the concept of SLAs and um, item and things like that. So we can bring that knowledge uh, to the project, to the the deployments, to uh, for the customers for their MSPs. Yeah, makes sense. Let's dig down a little bit on that then. So most
0: MSPs. We've got like a professional services automation tool or a service desk tool, PSA tool, a rem- remote monitoring and management tool, an RM tool, perhaps a CRM tool, customer relationship manager. Then there's probably an HR tool. Plus in most cases, half a dozen more apps as well too. We can go on and on. Could you give me a real world example of how you are helping MSPs who have got all of these different tools and need to share the data?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'll give you... Maybe two or three little examples. I think think probably the most common example we have is where, um, if you imagine the scenario, MSP has a help desk system of some description. They have a customer who has similar, uh, probably most likely a different platform. And it's very easy to end up in this scenario where where your customer has uh, a ticket raised by one of their staff, and it needs to be escalated to the MSP, and you end up, you know, emailing around details of, of issues uh, or spreadsheets of data or screenshots, et cetera, et cetera, um, where in reality, actually, that data was captured initially in the customer's uh, service desk system. It, you know, it has been done. Um, and what we need is we need a replica of that ticket or that issue in the MSP service desk and, you know, we're either doing that that manually um, or we're doing it um, in a clunky way using email. So, so the most common scenario is where we, we bring those two systems together. So what we do is we, you know, a ticket will perhaps originate in that customer's environment and we will synchronize it over to the MSP so they can work on it more efficiently you know, as that ticket uh, evolves, goes through its life cycle, the customer can see that it's being actioned. The customer can respond to what's going on. And it's just bringing it just brings much better efficiency to that whole um, getting that ticket resolved, frankly.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's two way. Forgive me for interrupting. That's two way synchronization, is it? So any changes that are made on the customer side are going to reflected on the MSP and vice versa?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and usually there's, there's the details of, you know, the various, as I said before, like screenshots, attachments, any note, any logs that the 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 um the guys uh, capture against that ticket, and obviously the state of that ticket and and its life and, and so on. So yeah, it's all that kind of detail that that gives the visibility to both parties as to yeah. what's actually going on.
0: And I shall say for anybody listening to this, managed service providers, we have seen a big upswing, certainly over COVID and probably before that as well, of MSPs who are doing what I would call downstream IT, which is um, uh, collaborative IT, Uh, which is where uh, an IT, sorry, a company, an SMB company has their own internal IT team. They've got their own service desk application and you as an MSP are providing additional resource expertise to them uh, upstream as well there. So what you're talking about, John, makes it really simple to pick up on a client who's already got their own application. And instead of saying, well, you've got to move to our app or, and have all those sort of arguments, literally just say, okay, we're going to, we're going to integrate between the two and carry on as we are from both sides. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Any other examples that you can give us, uh, real-world examples? And I'm thinking perhaps MSPs who have got internal tools and things like that that they're struggling to integrate with one another.
1: Yeah, um, it's a kind of similar scenario really, but, but you often see the case where um, a service provider will have a tech team who are dealing with the customers day-to-day as issues occur, um, and obviously they'll have a sales and account management team who are perhaps operating some kind of Salesforce automation product or a CRM system, and then they don't have the visibility of actually what is going on in that customer's world day to day. You know, what is that? What is that contract covering? And, you know, what pain points is that customer having? Um, So what we do is we bring the data from that service desk into that that product that the sales guy, the, the account manager is using, uh, to give that visibility, so when they make that account management phone call, they know if there's an issue that's outstanding. They know if there's a problem that's been outstanding for eight hours and and is is getting uh, a little bit gnarly, um, or they know that everything is good and 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 the service is being efficient and the customer is happy that all the SLAs are being met and so on and so forth. So it's it's about giving a sales account management person the visibility of of the health of that customer. Yeah. yeah. That makes
0: sense. Is there any uh, really common integrations that you're seeing? What what would you say is your most common integration for MSPs that you've seen over the last 6-12 months? I think um,
1: probably uh, Microsoft Dynamics and Datos Autotask. Okay, I imagine um, typically uh, keeping a synchronization of customers, tickets, and and occasionally uh, also you know the PSA, the Project Automation, uh, you know project work. Uh, breakdown structures and so on and so forth um that i think that's probably our most common uh, pairing if you like I
0: can see that and I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, listening to this who are using Autotask, who are using Dynamics, and their ears have suddenly perked up here. So we will share details of how you can get in touch with John and the team very shortly. I want to delve a little bit deeper though. Um, you know, I'm intrigued. What does a deployment look like? Is this something that the MSP can do? Uh, is recursive a sort of off-the-shelf package or is it something that you do for them? What does it look like, John?
1: So generally, we do it for them. Um, That's not set in stone. We do have a couple of customers who use the same tooling as we use um, and have have created or at least uh, operate their their integration themselves. Um, But generally speaking, in most scenarios, we do it for them. So customers will come to us with a need and it will fit in probably one or two camps. It's either something that we've done before a number of times and we've got a template and we can we can stand it up and, and roll it out very quickly. Um, and, and, you know, there's a little bit of cooperation needed with the, with the MSP, with the customer. You know, we need to know how to connect to the endpoints. Uh, we maybe need an on-field or, or something created. But generally, that's very, very quick and easy. Um, and, a, and a great example of that is we have a customer, a major uh, food retailer in the U.S. I shan't say their name. Um, who we started talking to uh, a year before we went live with them and they decided they were going to go off and do that on themselves uh, by themselves and they came back to us a year later almost the day a year later and said we've struggled we can't do it and uh, 9 working days after signing the contract we had them live uh, up and running with an wow. application between AutoTask and uh, ServiceNow I think it was
0: Wow, that is impressive. And, you know, I, I was just taking a look. I just clicked on the recursive.com forward slash our hyphen connectors to get an idea of the sort of connections that you've got in place at the moment. And just off the top of my head, I can see we've got Asana, we've got Azure Storage, we've got Calendly, we've got uh, Datto, as you mentioned, task, we've got ConnectWise, Datto RMM, Dynamics, Excel, FreshBooks, FreshDesk, Gmail, Harmony PSA, Infusionsoft, and the list goes on. Something that occurs to me, John, just as we're, we're sort of talking about the integrations and that, is um, vendors. There's a lot of vendors in the MSP space, the managed service provider space, who listen to this show. We've talked pre- you know, predominantly about MSPs at the moment. How would you? How do you choose the vendors that you work with? And if a vendor's listening to this and thinking, we want some of this good, this secret sauce to make integrations to other wraps, can vendors
1: get in touch with you as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first and foremost we listen to our customers. so we we listen to their needs, you know what are the pain points that they've got and you know if if there's a new vendor in that mix, then of course that's the first place we're going to go um, uh, when that comes up. secondly we we look at the vendors that are, that seem to be up and coming you know whether they've just had some investment or they're launching something new or maybe they're launching a new marketplace. Um, and we, you know, we just look for the opportunity there. Uh, yeah, that's how we, that's how we sort of find the new vendors, really. But if vendors want to come to us and and say, "Oh, how you know, how can we achieve this?" then absolutely, we'd love to work with them. Yeah, and I'll be. <laughs> really honest,
0: while we were chatting here, John, I've just written down the names of a half a dozen different vendors that I work with or my clients work with that I'd love to make introductions for you. So I'm going to do that when we go off air. But let's get back to the topic of MSPs uh, now. What about managed service providers who are supporting clients with older software? Only yesterday, I spoke to an MSP who was dealing with a client. They've got a line of business application that is, let's just go as far as to say, it was the sort of application that if you needed to reinstall it, you'd install it from floppy disk <laughs> to give you an <laughs> idea there. Uh, is there, you know, uh, is this something that um, that you can help those clients with, with really old legacy applications? Do you know, there's a generation of kids out there who have no idea what a floppy disk is. I was going to say, I'm going to have lost 25% of the audience <laughs> when I mentioned floppy disk. You and I know what we're
1: talking about, though, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. As long as we can see it, uh, we can get da- and we can get data in and out of it. We'll, we'll find a way to work with it. Um, if, if there's an on-premise app, um, nowadays generally there's a mechanism somewhere that we can use to, to either present some cloud access uh, for that platform. But if push comes to shove, we, we can deploy the service on-premise if we have to, or component the service on-premise to enable the push out from the, the on-premises out to the cloud. So uh, yeah, there's, there's always a way of, of getting it done.
0: Yeah. Now there's going to be some MSPs listening today, and I know the way this my audience here works, their brain are going to be going, hmm, there might be an opportunity here to sell this as a, a solution, as a product to my clients, so, as opposed to using it internally or as well as is there an opportunity there, John? Do you see uh, MSPs who are who are going into their client sites and saying, yeah, we can help you connect that up? And I'm thinking specifically about what we uh, refer to nowadays as digital transformation, mm-hmm. you know, looking at, at, at ways people are doing things manually and saying, okay, we can bring the process in there. Is this an opportunity for MSPs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I said before, a common pain that MSPs feel is is that disconnect mm. or that that mandrolic process that they get between the, their customers and themselves. Um, so, if they see that happening, there's absolutely an opportunity to streamline that process. Um, you know, whether it's to deliver a better service to their customer or just to reduce their costs and their overheads, absolutely, there's an opportunity there for them if they see. Um, if they see that that process going on, you know, communication by email or lots of communication by email, details of information going in emails or spreadsheets, then that's gonna cost time. It's gonna cost, you know, the MSP staff time. It's gonna feel like a waste of time to your customer most likely. And, it, and it's probably gonna have an impact on your ability to meet SLAs sometimes. So absolutely, if we can automate that process it, it's got to be better. It's got to be more efficient for for everybody, uh, everybody in, involved. And I think the other scenario where MSPs have opportunity is it's very very common. We see it a lot where uh, people internal staff will be bringing data together from from various systems in order to do their their weekly or or monthly reporting. Um, and they'll you know they'll chuck it in Excel and they'll pivot it in Excel and you know, to some degree, that's nuts um, because again, it takes time and it, it's it's error prone. So, there's opportunity to streamline that internal process as well to give your your to buy your senior management uh, more time.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to speak directly, uh, John, to uh, the audience here now to MSPs. You know, you hear me on this podcast talk a lot about digital transformation, about turning yourself into a trusted business advisor. All of these things. This recursive is one of the tools that is going to enable you to have the deeper conversations with clients where you can really add value, you know, look for opportunities where you can streamline processes, uh, where people are doing things, dare I say, in an old fashioned way, in a very manual way. So I'd encourage you to take a deeper look at uh, recursive uh, after this, specifically for the digital transformation conversation. But... Before we do that, John, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. What about security? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can see you smiling. We know MSPs are very cautious of who they let access their data right now, rightly so. How do you, you know, mitigate those fears that MSPs have around security?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, uh, so firstly, uh, part of the MyPASS um, principle that we we adhere to is, we, we don't actually present a web footprint. So our product does not have a web portal like the various self-service uh, products that are out there. So as a deliberate decision um, to, to reduce our exposure to the outside world. Um, perhaps, obviously, uh, we encrypt everything. Um, as, we, as data flows from source to a target, it, it's encrypted all the way, it's encrypted in a, a, a customer-specific uh, set of keys. Um, and obviously, all the endpoint details that we're connecting to are, uh, are encrypted as well. Um, all 256-bit, as you'd expect. Um, bizarrely enough, we we have had customers ask us to connect to a non-secure endpoint occasionally, an HTTP endpoint, and you just have to, you know, stare them in the face and ask them why. But generally... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, everything's going to be sitting behind an SSL. So, so end to end, the, the traffic is, is entirely encrypted. Um, we don't store data. It, it sounds bizarre, but we don't want to hold our customers' data. Um, and frankly, we don't want to hold it because we don't want to pay for the storage. Um, and we don't want the exposure of holding our customers' data. It's not our data. So obviously, there's a very small time that it might sit at rest when it's in transit. At that time, it's going to be encrypted, uh, but it's brief. I mean, it's seconds, but it will it will come out of the target. It will sit very briefly, and then we're, we're going to try and get it into – sorry, it'll come out of the source, and we're going to try and get it into the target as quickly as we possibly can. So seconds that we're, we're going to sit that data there in an encrypted state. Probably finally, everything's sitting in Microsoft Azure. Um, so all of the great security protection that that brings with it we don't host any tin. Um, we don't host anything outside of Azure. So our customers' data never leaves uh, Azure, other than to come from source and go to target. And the customer, if they if they like, and we have customers that do this, can can host the service in their own Azure estate, so they can then put their own uh, protection policies around it um, as they need. Um, the only odd exception you get and this applies to everybody is if if a customer goes and pops a spreadsheet in an email um, right. we, we strongly encourage them not to do that. <laughs>
0: I can see why. So uh, I've already mentioned the list of recursive MSP integrations. There's 50 and growing, and you can see that recursive.com forward slash our hyphen connectors. We'll include this and everything else that we've mentioned during today's episode in the show notes. So go to the web page to see that. But I guess the question here, John, is, you know, uh, there's going to be listeners, you know, people listening to this, and the cogs are going to be going, and they're going to be saying, oh, I wonder if recursive integrates with X, Y, or Z. Application. What if an MSP or one of their clients has an app that you don't currently
1: support? What should they do in that situation? Uh, Come and talk to us. Um, We've built integrations for um, uh, rare, I shall use the word rare, um, uh, platforms for customers specifically. We've built uh, integrations for bespoke platforms where they've got something they've homegrown. but we're always looking for opportunities to add to our list of connectors, to add to the, the endpoints that we can support. Um, so if we don't have it, we'd be, we'd be delighted to build it for you.
0: Wonderful. Now we said at the start of this call, you know, one of your mottos is data where you want it. I can see you, John, and the whole team at Recursive here becoming the managed service provider industry's go-to people for getting data from A to B there. So I wish you the very best of luck with it. For anybody listening to this who is
1: intrigued, uh, how can they contact you to continue the conversation? Um, so either go to recursive.com. That's R-E-C-U-R-S-Y-V.com. Uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn or you can email me, uh, John dot littlechild at recursive.com and j-o-n for john and we will make
0: sure that all of those details are included in the show notes as well john this, this has been a fascinating conversation i'm so glad to have you on the podcast because as i said right at the top of uh, our time together i love speaking to interesting people i love shining a light and interesting tools and i think it's clear to everybody that you tick both of those boxes in this case so thank you so much for your time today I really appreciate it brilliant it's been good fun thanks richard cheers cheers